1: we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God Goals in Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the pursuit of Christ. I am so excited about today's episode um, to have the opportunity to teach this little masterclass on how to overcome emotional distractions. If you are part of the Producer Society or if you follow us on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, any of the things y'all know at the beginning of the month, we did a masterclass on how to overcome emotional distractions, and I really wanted to come on the show and share this lesson with all of you guys um, that listen to the show because it's just that good. And so um, I know that a lot of times. We don't realize that we are faced with things in the day to day that are really emotional distractions. They kind of get you really wound up um, and then you be out here flustered and the things that you plan to do for that day are um, they don't get done because you've been inundated with this. And it really is a tactic of the enemy. A lot of times we feel all over the place. You feel overwhelmed and you can't really focus on what God has called you to do because you're dealing with an emotional distraction. And the danger with emotional distractions is that they can often lead to sin and that sin then leads to separation from God. Right. This is not a new tactic of the enemy um, because he's crafty, but he is not creative. OK, the enemy used this trick with Eve in the Garden of Eden and he played and preyed upon her emotions. And that led to her eating the fruit. He told her that God was trying to withhold something from her, that he he didn't want her to be as smart as God, as, um, God is and all of these things. And so bit that fruit. And here we are today. Right. He did the same thing with David and Bathsheba. OK, David was supposed to be. Out at, um, at battle he was not even where he was supposed to be at the time he saw Bathsheba and then he started having feelings of lust he was emotionally enthralled first and because of that he plotted and successfully had her husband murdered okay emotional distractions is what led to um sarah and abraham trying to help god and sarah was like go over here sleep with hagar that baby that we waiting on god for this is how we gonna do it this is how we gonna help god give us the promise and then we end up with the first episode ever of love and hip-hop because there's baby mama drama now hagar and ishmael gotta go and there are still ripple effects of that decision seen in the earth today all of these things are are emotional distractions. And it's important to even understand what a distraction is. So a distraction is defined as something that stirs up or confuses you with conflicting emotions or motives. Something that um, diverts you or turns you away from what you're supposed to be doing. It's something that draws your attention to a different object or in different directions at the same time. And lastly, it's a confusion of affairs tumult or disorder and tumult is disorderly agitation or milling um, about of a crowd usually an uproar or confusion of voices all of these sound like the devil to me okay confusion god is not the author of confusion god is not a god of disorder but he is a god of order And so when we are distracted and even a lot of times, um, the one definition that says that when our, our focus is in direct different directions and multiple times, a lot of times this may even look like you having to multitask because if you're focusing on, on multiple things, you're really focusing on nothing. You're just doing things, right? And so it's really important that we understand the the tool that the enemy uses in distraction and why that can be so devastating to us. Because then those emotional distractions lead to sin. They lead to sin. We do not want to be separated from God. And so it's so important and what we're gonna discuss is how we can avoid falling into the trap of emotional distraction. The biggest thing that we have to do is be able to discern the distraction. So today I'm going to be teaching from 1 Peter 5, 8. that says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Another translation says, be sober and vigilant. For your enemy, the devil, walks around like a roaring roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And when I really looked and studied this scripture, there's a couple things that really stood out. One, the definition of sober is not what you think it is. This don't mean that God is telling you you can't have wine or that you can't do this, this, that, and the third. Now, if you are an alcoholic, honey, and you are struggling with wine, then you can't have it. But when we talk about being sober, and being vigilant. Sober means having or showing a very serious attitude or quality. It means to make some um, to make someone serious or to be thoughtful. And lastly, to be sober means to have self control, which is a fruit of the spirit, right? So it may not be alcohol that you are intoxicated with. Are you intoxicated with success? Are you intoxicated with money? Are you intoxicated with social media? Are you intoxicated with that man, child? Hmm? You know know what I'm talking about. Are you intoxicated? So this goes beyond... Um, drugs and alcohol, but you can be intoxicated by a number of things. Anything that draws your attention away from or has your attention more than God does, you are intoxicated with that thing. And so it's important that you're able to show a serious um, quality or serious attitude or quality of thought and that you're able to have a level of self-control. That is what being sober is. Next, the, the Bible tells us to be vigilant. Being vigilant means that you are open-eyed and that you are carefully noticing problems or signs of danger. That means that even though you're with your friends and you love your friends, you're not so intoxicated with their company that when they say, hey, girl, let's go see a psychic and get our palms red, that you don't go, er, hold on, child. Nope, that's witchcraft to me, <laughs> okay? Sound like, like, like a very witchy witch evening. No, ma'am right? You have to have the ability to always keep your eyes open and notice any potential traps that the devil may set because he is out here setting traps, right? The Bible says that he's looking for someone to devour. When you devour something, like how I'm about to devour my dinner after I get done recording this podcast, when you devour something, it's gone. There is no traces of it left. And so the enemy will utilize emotional distractions in an attempt in an attempt to destroy us. And so we must carefully have the the, the fruit of the spirit that where we have self-control and we're able to assess a situation, not just physically, but also to do that spiritually, right? This goes beyond, I mean, if you ever are like me and have watched the first 48, you see the devastation that emotional distractions have on people. You see it. Somebody got mad because somebody took a cell phone that was worth twelve dollars or whatever the case may be. Now they didn't kill Lil Junebug, and now Junebug's dead, and now you going to jail over a cell phone, over you feeling disrespected, over twenty dollars, over you being upset, over your pride. Your life is gone, and so is his. Family's destroyed, and even though God will redeem you, now you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail ridiculous that that is the uh, that is what emotional distractions will do emotional distractions will have you out here on the first 48 emotional distractions will out have you out here catching a case because you don't turn on jasmine sullivan because you mad at this man and you don't bust the windows out his car you hear what i'm saying so emotional distractions we face them every day you get a phone call or you see a name of someone that you don't like talking to come across your phone and now your whole day is thrown off, that you're spending valuable time, valuable minutes. um, I'm reading about and studying on time management. There's 1,440 minutes in a day. That person who you don't like, that person who gets under your skin, I'm not gonna give them more time. um, They're not gonna get more of my time. I'm reclaiming my time like Maxine Waters. I'm not about to get off the phone with them if it's somebody that I have to talk to and then call this person and talk more about it for another 60 minutes and what does it solve? Nothing. Talk to God about it and you leave it there. Because these emotional distractions, you done took up all your time. Now you done called and told six people about the situation. You ain't talked to God about it. And nothing has changed. And you look up and your day has been wasted giving energy and time to a person that does not deserve that space. Because you've been emotionally distracted. And so I'm going to give you guys the the process that you have to go through to avoid being emotionally distracted to really have the tools necessary to beat the enemy at his own game to really even be able to say you know what devil I see you you crusty and you ugly and you're not about to get my time on today and so what we're going to do is take a deep dive into the system to um to really understand one how to address and then how to deal with emotional distraction This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so we are going to go through this system, and what I love about this is that God will always use anything, anything that you have that you're willing to give to him um, to give you strategy and tools. And so if you've ever listened to this show, many of you guys know that I am a pediatric nurse practitioner by trade, and we have this thing that we use in nursing the way that we think. It's called the nursing process. It's a critical thinking process. Um, you learn if you're in nursing school or a nurse, the one thing, you gotta learn how to think like a nurse, and we absolutely hated it. But now that I think this way, I can't undo it, and I have found ways to implement and to utilize this nursing or this, um, this, this nursing process in my walk with God. And so I'm going to teach y'all how to think like a nurse. Um, we've used this similarly in another process that God gave me on one of these episodes that I can't remember it right now at this moment, but it's a little bit different, but the same the same system of ad pie. So in the nursing world, it's assess, diagnose, plan, implement, evaluate. And today we are going to learn how to use that um, system to then um, to now overcome Uh, emotional distraction so the first thing is to assess and when you are assessing you are really taking the opportunity to look at things objectively and not subjectively what do i mean by that objectively is facts only when we are charting in a patient's chart as a nurse they want objective facts. Objective is your height, your weight, your labs, your blood pressure, your temperature, your heart rate, your respiratory rate, your oxygen levels. These are things that cannot be disputed. They are cold, hard facts. Things that are subjective are things that you think. My stomach hurts is a subjective, is a subjective, um, a subjective data right? That's something that's subjective. Um, What I think about what the patient said, subjective, but writing out exactly what was said is objective. This is what they said. That's it. That's all. And so it's really important that you are assessing the situation, that emotional situation, uh, assessing it objectively. You have to really sit down and say, okay, what was really said? Facts only, not about what I feel, right? This isn't the time for that. What was said, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Facts, okay? I don't care if you have to say, person called me at 11.59. I was doing just okay at 11.59. The call was this long. This is what they said. This is what they said they wanted. This is how this got out of control. Like whatever the case is, you need to objectively assess that emotional situation. The next thing I want you to do is to discern and diagnose, discern and diagnose the bible tells us in first thessalonians 5 and 21 but test everything that is said hold on to what is good you have to test every spirit i don't care what the spirit says it is you need to test it objectively you have to test every spirit then you're able to say okay what is really going on here I discern that this person called and they were up to no good. And then when they get to talking, if they are really up to no good, if they are out here sowing seeds of division, if they are out here sowing seeds of gossip, if they are speaking death to situations, whatever the case may be, you need to discern and diagnose these things. Because then you're able to identify what you're really working with. One thing that you have to understand is that our Bible is factual this is spiritual as much as he get on your nerves as much as she gets on your nerves whatever the case may be all of it is spiritual the bible tells us that we fight not against flesh and blood okay but against rulers and spirits in dark places it's in ephesians 6 read it okay i don't know the quote directly but it's in ephesians 6 you need to make sure that you are fighting the battle correctly it's not enough for you to call everybody in your phone to tell them how bad such and such gets on your nerves and why are you fighting the spirit are you able to even look and see the spirit of division, the spirit of discontentment, the spirit of fear, the spirit of whatever the case may be, you're fighting the wrong way and you wonder why you don't have no peace. You have to make sure that you are not being sucked into the fruit of that spirit. By the time today over oh, what you got a headache, your throat is sore and your voice is gone because you, you would not shut up talking about this. <laughs> like you've just been going on and on and on and you ain't talked to God not one time. The talk to everybody else got everybody else's opinion. You ain't talked to God not one good time about the child or the human that he made and the spirit that they are allowed to uh, allowing to be used by them. You have to really make sure that you are discerning, you are assessing um, and the scripture that I have to go and assess is James one nineteen. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must be able or you must be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. Right. You have to be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. That's why you have to stop and assess the situation. Then you have to discern and diagnose because we test every spirit. And the next thing you need to do is a three step process. I'm calling it triple P where you pause you ponder, and you pray. Pausing is important because a lot of times, especially in the world that we live in, we feel like we need to instantly give somebody a response, right? What you have to understand is that emotional distractions are not always bad. Emotional distractions can look like um, you getting a new job opportunity, right? I have felt victim. If you ever been scammed, child, by them people that tell you you can be a mystery shopper, because I have, child, I was like 19, it was a whole thing. But if you've ever been scammed out of um, falling victim to a scam, that scam, they send you a check in the mail. They say, go to Walmart, do this, this and that um, and report back to us. And one of the things you had to do was transfer mo- money and the Western Union. The lady at the Western Union tried to tell me that people was getting scammed this way. And I said, ma'am, mind your business. I didn't say it like that. I actually had lied and told her I was sending money to my sister. But anyway, um, I we the next day, the check gets, um, they cancel the check. And so now my bank account in the negative, all because I did not take the opportunity to assess, to discern and diagnose and to pause, ponder and pray. I was so excited that I had an opportunity to make some money, right? So it's not even that all emotional distractions are bad, but you need to pause. You need to ponder. You need to pray. What does ponder mean? Ponder means that you think or consider, especially quietly, soberly, and deeply. Now, look, child, the Bible tells us to be sober and vigilant. And when we ponder, we are thinking soberly. I feel like that go together. Okay. That's God to me. When I looked at the definition of ponder, I said, hold on, Lord, I see what you did there. (laughs) I see what you did there. Too many times we feel like we need to make decisions right away, right? Because we're in this microwave world. No, you need to take the opportunity to pause. If somebody tries to tell you, oh well, if you don't do it now, then you know you you're you're gonna miss out on this opportunity. Look, child, whatever God has for me is for me. There are gonna be times where God tells you that you need to act swiftly and to do so without hesitation. But I ain't got no peace about it. And I know my peace comes from God. So honey, if you say that I'm gonna miss out, guess what? Miss me. Miss me, please. Okay? As Miss Tanya say, miss me, devil. Absolutely not. You're not gonna pressure me. Out of my process you're not going to pressure me out of my process you need to pause you need to ponder and you need to pray and my scripture for this is philippians 4 6 through 7 don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god what you need and thank him Um, Thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which surpasses all understanding. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I need the peace of God when I am dealing with emotional distractions. And so I pause, I ponder, and I pray. I pray and ask God to show me anything that I could have done differently in the situation. The prayer with God is really just me having a conversation about how I'm feeling, what's going on, and really getting feedback from God because prayer is communication with God and communication is a two-way street. So I pray God speaks back to me. If you don't feel like that's what's happening in your prayer life, go back, listen to the episodes about strategic prayer, and make sure that you're giving God space to talk because we'll pray. We'll word vomit the God and then we'll get up and leave and we don't even give him uh, the opportunity to speak back. OK, so I'm going to put a pin in that. But when I pause, ponder and pray, I really am taking my emotions and I'm making them subjective to, to Christ. OK, so that's the first thing that you need to do. The, the first three steps is to assess, discern and diagnose and to pause, ponder and pray. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you, when you check his resume, he is undefeated. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy today. Now let's get back to the show. So now that you have done the work, you've done the assessment, you know, what's going on, you know, what spirit you're dealing with, you have invited God into the situation with prayer, um, with you just speaking and having this, this dialogue with him. Now you can intervene. And the way that we're going to intervene is with strategic intercession. Okay. That means that you put on the whole armor of God. That means that you get your sword, which is the word of God. So you get you some battle scriptures. If you're dealing with the spirit of division, then you need to deal with that. You need to get scriptures, go into coordinates of your Bible, find the scriptures and get with it. If you're dealing with confusion and there's no peace, then you need to make sure that you get scriptures out the Bible and you bring your, you bring your sword to battle. If you're dealing with um, anger, you need to get scriptures and you need to get your battle scriptures together. And then you need to bind and and cast out the things that are not of God. The Bible says that whatever, whatever we bind here on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose here on earth will be loose in heaven. So if you're dealing with somebody who is dealing with fear, I bind fear in the name of Jesus. If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, I bind fear in the name of Jesus because anxiety ain't nothing but fear. I bind fear in the name of Jesus and I cast it into dark places and then I lose peace. I lose love. I lose God's wisdom, which he said he would give to me willingly in, in, um, in, in abundance. All I had to do was, was ask God, I thank you for your peace and your wisdom. So you bind and you lose things. Okay. And you want to then make sure that, um, you seal that thing with God's word. So when you are praying strategically, put on the whole armor of God, get your sword. So that's your battle scriptures. You want to bind anything and and cast it out through the authority given to you by the death of Jesus Christ and with the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, this ain't just you ain't casting nothing out by yourself y'all know what happened to the sons of Sceva they went out there trying to uh trying to deal with that demon and that demon busted them upside their head no the authority is given to you by the Holy Spirit the authority is given to you by Jesus Christ that's why you have to pray and invite God into the situation before you get into this uh into the strategic intercession okay um so the scripture that we use for this is Ephesians 6 18 it says pray in the spirit at all times at every occasion stay alert and be persistent um, in your prayers for all believers everywhere. That's Ephesians 6, 18. So you want to make sure that you, after you assess, diagnose, and discern, you pause, ponder, and pray, that you then intervene with strategic intercession. And then lastly, the last and most important part is that you escalate the matter to God. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5 and 7, Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. You escalated to the manager. God is the manager. Okay. It's above you now. I've done the steps. I've done the work. I will continue to intercede strategically as led by the Holy Spirit. But now it's been escalated to my manager. Okay. We don't have to speak about it no more. I don't have to argue. Okay. You want to argue. I can't argue with you. I have escalated it to my manager. Okay. There's nothing else. It's above me now. There's nothing else I can do. If you want the ticket number, I can give it to you. But what we do is we say we've escalated it and then we keep going back over to the manager trying to pick it back up. No, cast it and leave it. Cast it. Cast your cares and leave them up there. God don't need your help. Okay. Make sure that you are continuing You are continuing to escalate these matters to God. They're not for you to carry. It's not your burden to bear. And a lot of us are tired, stressed out, overwhelmed, struggling, getting sick physically because of the stress because you refuse to escalate it to the manager. And then the the very, very last thing is repeat. Okay, you assess, diagnose and discern, you pause, ponder and pray, you intervene with strategic intercession, you escalate the matter to your manager, which is God. And then you repeat. Because trouble is going to come again. It's not that the that the the enemy stops trying it because he's going to try you. It's not that he stops, but it's that you now have a system in place. And the more that you do it, the more natural this will become to you, that you're not going to give people your emotions. You're not going to act out of anger. The It's a sin for you to, to move in anger. You're going to allow God to be God in every situation, and you're going to do the steps what you can to intervene strategically. You're going to ask God to give you the eyes to see where you could have done differently. If God in your prayer time tells you to go back and apologize, you best do it. And then after that, you cast it to the manager because I'll apologize to you, but I'm not going to feel guilt and condemnation. You see what I'm saying? So I'll apologize and I'll do so wholeheartedly. But you're not going to guilt me after I've already apologized. And that's why I have to escalate it to my manager. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can talk to him for any any further questions or concerns regarding this matter. You can talk to my manager. But then you have to repeat. Because James 1, 2 through 4 tells us, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete and needing nothing. I'm trying to be needing nothing but God out here in these streets. So understand that the tests are going to come, the trials are going to come, but it's what you do when they, when you're presented with them, what you do and how you behave when, when you're presented with them is what matters. Remember when, um, when Saul, he acted out of pocket and Samuel told him not to do them burnt offerings and he got scared because of what he saw and he didn't pause, ponder and pray. He got emotionally distracted and he did the opposite of what Samuel told him to do. And disobeyed God and lost his whole kingdom? Oh, okay, that part. Because how you behave when you're emotionally distracted has consequences. God, will, he will forgive you if you are repentant. But the consequences are yours, okay? He forgave David for that whole Bathsheba situation. He forgave him, okay? He stood beside him. He said, "He mine. I'm going to stick beside him. He stood beside David. But there were still consequences. That baby still died there were still consequences. The consequences are yours. And so it's so important that we are being strategic and we're not allowing our emotions to rule and have dominion over us, but we are able to healthily, healthily, in a healthy way, y'all know what I'm trying to say, child. In a healthy way, we are able to deal with um, and manage our emotions because God has called us to do that. And so that is it for today's episode. I pray that this has blessed y'all how it blessed me. I pray that y'all really take this to heart and you really take the opportunity to understand um, what... God is calling us to do in this season especially when it comes to our emotions and dealing with emotional distractions if you would like to see the presentation or the notes from the presentation I will link the um I will link them in the show notes or you can go over to our website www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com and go to our free resources section and you will find them there so until next week y'all continue to love God love people and love yourselves and I will talk to you you next week. Bye. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit, it has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And- And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.